It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Time to catch up with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments as we preview the Group 1s. Over the weekend, Dean, good morning to you. What about Caulfield's meeting? It's one of my favourite days on the racing calendar and can't wait for Saturday at the Heath. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And yeah, you know, we've got three three group ones at Caulfield. Um, a pretty stellar lineup in the might and power. Looks like the, you know, the vast majority of the, the Cox Plate field is there. Uh, we've got the two rack where there's, you know, there's a couple of horses probably auditioning for a, a potential Cox Plate uh, position there as well and and then the three million dollar Caulfield guineas which is a, a capacity field now rain predicted on thursday and friday maybe a little bit on saturday so i think they're probably thinking the mrc it might be around the soft five five soft six rating as we speak on a thursday morning but um there's a lot can happen in the weather report can can be wrong from time to time dino so it's just a little bit of watch this space but let's have a look at the the um, might and power group one, like it's the mini Cox plate really, isn't it? You've got Adamo taking on Zaki. I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, Mawanga. Um, no, he's taken on Mawanga, but Mr. Brightside for the first time. So you have a look at the mark. you got Zaki at $5. I'm Thunderstruck, 6 Alligator Blood at 6 Mr. Brightside at $16. Mawanga at 12 Nonconformist at 71 Animo's at 240 And then Benno's at $26. How do you analyse this year's might and power? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how it sort of all played out this year. We've got you know all all six runners in the Underwood uh, backing up again here uh, two weeks later, and then they go two weeks into the Cox Plate. Uh, and you throw Animo obviously in the mix plus Benno, who who had the little uh, issue last week where he couldn't run in the uh, in Metrop, so he's, he's he's come down to Melbourne. Um, Animo has been pretty impressive in, in both his wins this prep. Um, with Jay Mac aboard, beating Fangirl and, and an ice bath uh, in the Winks and the, the George Main. Um, that form hasn't totally held up. Um, you know, obviously, we know how good Animo is, but uh, in ice bath and Hinge were both pretty ordinary in the um, uh, in the Epsom handicap, to be fair. Um, and, and Fangirl sort of hasn't kicked on with it with the, with the tracks being wet. Uh, my other concern with, with Animo is, you know, it's always it's always with whiskey taking on. You know, it's sort of a horse at $2.30 who's, who's, who's sort of lame you know, three out of five at its last start. Um, so, you know, there, there's a few risks there with, with Animo um, at that sort of $2.30 mark. I thought out of the end of the wood, the big improver really was Zaki. I think, he, you know, he was only, he was only second up there. Um, and, and the key with Zaki really is, you know, get, getting him to full fitness and then, you know, really being aggressive and riding him. Um, and I think Jamie was a bit soft on him, probably because you know he's still a month away from his, his his peak run and his key target, which is the Cox Plate. Um, and and they sort of went you know minus seven point four for the first section, so it was very slow, and that just doesn't suit Zaki. He's not a he's not a sit sprinting type of leader, um, and that suited Alligator Blood. He, he's more a grind them into the dirt type uh, type horse. And so um, you know if Zaki, you know if they feel that he's really come on fitness from that run. Um, and they and I wanted to push him in this race, and that's always a question when the when the you know the real targets in two weeks time. But I think uh, we'll, we'll tell early. But if Jamie Carr's really aggressive mm-hmm. um, and pushes to lead Alligator Blood, um, and they go at a strong tempo, then I think uh, you know Zach will be ready and will be very very hard to beat. Um, if they sort of go at a jog trot again, I think the, the race is open. 
uh, and a, a bit of maybe make it hard for even the likes of animal and arm trying to start to come from the back. Um, you know, I thought, you know, all things being equal on, on the sectionals and the run that, you know, the, the, the best run in the underwood was, was Mawanga, um, yeah. from, from the sectional perspective. Um, he, he, he sort of finished home really strongly. He was plus 4.7 for the, the last, uh, 600. Um, and, uh, it was just a very strong all, all round performance. So, um, I do have Zaki as the one to beat. It's only two weeks in the grand final. He should be ready to rock. And, you know, if, if they're aggressive and, and they lead Alligator Blood, um, then I don't think Alligator Blood will run past him. Um, I think I'm trying to struggle to get out the back. And, you know, he's still, he's still a question mark at 2,000. Um, and I think sort of Moang is the sneaky one who, who was such a good run in the Underwood that you take that on face value and, and, and he can run another big race here. I guess, as you just pointed out, tactics will play a big part. In this is Martin Power. Just quickly then, Dino, if the rain does come, who does it suit better? Is it Zaki and Animo that get the big favours there over their rivals? Uh, yeah, look, Animo's proven he can, he can handle, uh, um, handle a wet track. And, you know, Zaki was an absolute quagmire when he ran second in the, in the Queen Elizabeth. Um, and he's, you know, won Hollandale and Tramway on every 10. So I do think they're suited the best. Now, I think horses like sort of Iron Thunderstruck and, and Alligator Blood, they can they can kind of get through it, um, but it's definitely not their preferred conditions. Um, so I sort of think uh, you know Zaki and um, Zaki and Animo are probably best favoured with with a bit of rain. There's a strong possibility, a really strong possibility that the Cox Plate winner comes out of the Mine Power, but some say that the Cox Plate winner this year might come out of the Turak with I Wish I Win. The 270 favourite for the Great Mile race over the 1600 metres. Call sign Mav looking for back to back group ones at Caulfield at 26. Converge 31. Dallasan 29 with bet 365. Laws of Indices at 23. Hilal at 23. Buffalo River at 29. Tuvalu at 850. Gentleman Roy at $9. Banker's Choice 41. Military Expert at 9. No Name Lane at $34. Pinstriped out to $13. Character 19. Uncle Bryn at 15 and winning partner at $81. How do you see this race? Many say, Dino, that I wish I wins nearly the lock for your multis and your best bet over the weekend with the way that he's been going under the care of Peter Moody. Yeah, look, he's been very impressive. Uh, both of his two runs in Australia, you know, he was group one placed in New Zealand. Um, he's grown a leg since he, he came over here. He ran you know, plus 9.4 for the last 800 in his first up run, which is the, the clear quickest of the day. And he ran plus seven for the last 800 uh, last start, and that was the second quickest of the day. And he, he found some trouble as well. So he, he was visually very impressive. Um, he sort of blew Ayrton out of the water. Um, and and Ayrton's, you know, a pretty handy horse. Um, and, uh, you know, so... He's reasonably well weighted here at 54 and a half, and, and it's certainly not, um, you know, a peak sort of two rack. So I wish I win certainly rates, um, you know, clearly on top, and I've got a mark sort of $2.50, and, and um, you know, he does look the one to beat. Um, I thought the horses that can improve sharply were, you know, firstly Converge. Um, you know, he's a horse that last prep beat Animo fair and square over a mile at set weights in the Randwick Guineas. Um, and, and since then, all these copters for, you know, basically bog-heavy sort of tracks. Um, so he's coming to, to Caulfield looking for a, a dry track. It's, it's obviously going to, you know, come down to how bad it gets, but I, I think a soft five is, you know, is perfectly fine for him. Um, and I'm surprised he's sort of $31 for a horse who, who I think he just will line out of his last sort of three starts, four starts on those bog-heavy tracks. 
um, and a good one whenever I ran them. I raced very, very highly in a race like this. Uh, the horses up in the weights traditionally in this race too have, a, have an extremely uh, good record in, in the tour at um, horses above 56.5 kgs and above one six out of 37 with under 56 kgs. Uh, only five winners from 142 runners. So the class, the class usually, um, you know, comes to the top in a race like this. The converge at $31 is huge odds, and of course the other big odds is Laws of Indices, who's um, had some big runs. You know, he's only beaten 1.6 lengths in the George Rider, only beaten 2.5 lengths in the Golden Eagle. He was beaten two lengths uh, in the um, Sir Rupert Clark first up, but you know he was first up, and a few of the others were sort of second up, third up, and wound up. He's the one with the biggest improvement, and it's notable that James McDonald. Um, they jumped aboard laws of indices. So, you know, I wish I win certainly rates on top. Um, but if you're wanting to sort of uh, play a few big odds and, and save on, I wish I win. I think it you know, converge at $31, laws of indices at sort of $23, and, and maybe pinstripe at $13. You could back and, and just save on, I wish I win as an alternative. So, yeah, it's, a, it's going to be an interesting race track, and especially if I wish I win can make a statement then he might be the second or third favourite for the WS Cox Plate come Saturday night. We'll take a quick break, Dino. With Dean Evans here with Winning Edge Investments. On the other side of it, we'll come back and take a look at the feature three-year-old event, the Caulfield Guineas. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments here on this Thursday morning. Let's have a look at the Caulfield Guineas, the highlight race there at Caulfield on Saturday, and it's a Terrific contest once again for the three-year-olds. Tier one are at nine dollars with a bet three bet bet three six five. Um, Barclay Square five dollars. Golden Mile at two seventy, and then we go down to horses like Elliptical at seventeen dollars, Amendable at fifteen dollars, and you got Meredith at nineteen dollars. And Bank Moore, despite the gate, is at nineteen dollars as well. Um, Golden Mile. I, I guess the big question, Dino, is whether he'll get a strong mile. Yeah, that is, that is a key question. Um, you know, it's certainly not a vintage Caulfield Guineas. I think it's, you know, um, App Cabin sort of going amiss, plus uh, you know, Jack and Oak switching to the Everest. They've sort of taken the, the two, uh, you know, premier horses out and, and, and in secret, um, you know, heading down the Phillies path. So sort of the, the best horses um, aren't, aren't really here. Traditionally, uh, you know, you've, you've been looking for a horse off sort of that two-week break off, you know, potentially a Golden Rose or a or a Guinea's Prelude. Um, eight of the last 11 winners have been a black type winner or a group one place as a two-year-old. Um, but there's really only a couple of horses that actually you know, qualify for that tier one and, and Mullane are the only sort of uh, qualifiers there. Uh, previously having a run over sort of 1,500 metres plus has been a positive, but again, there aren't too many in the field that, that have sort of done that. Um, I, I think Golden Mile is, is the one to beat, but, but you're right, you know, it was, it was very impressive when he won the... The Ming Dynasty ran plus 6.7 the last 800, which was second quickest of the day. And then he was sort of solid boxing on the Golden Rose, uh, you know, beating 1.6 lengths. Um, but he was on, on speed and, and, and they ran plus 2.7 for the first uh, 600. So yeah, I thought that was a solid run. Um, he was the one to beat. Berkeley Square has been very impressive um, in, his, in his last two wins, running very nice, closing sectionals. Um, but he comes off a 28-day break, which is a, a negative here. None of the last 11 winners have, have come off a break that long. Uh, you've got Tijuana, who's been tough on pace with a Stutt State win. Mullane, who had a you know checkered run in the Golden Rose, and has only beaten four lengths. I think it'd be more season for that run um, and has some hope. And, you know, Menimal was quite good, uh, finishing very strong with the third behind half cabin. But uh, it's a tricky race, to be honest, uh, Gareth. There's, yep. uh, there's not one I can really stare directly into. I just think they've all got 
question marks over them. Um, and the market's probably about right with, you know, Golden Mile favourite, uh, Berkeley Square second favourites. But from a historical profiling perspective and, and a class and ratings perspective, I, I can't really, uh, I can't really confidently um, want to dive into anything here other than I think it's going to be a very slow speed. And so I do think that's going to favour, um, you know, Golden Mile and probably Tijuana among, among the others because uh, they're just going to sit on this very slow speed and, and probably be hard to run down. And in Sydney, the Silver Eagles, the feature, who knows what's going to happen there. 100 mils predicted and a lot of rain predicted around 40 mils on the Saturday at Randwick. So you got Mr. Mozart who's drawn the car park at $4, Dartonte's at eight fifty, Valana at $9, and then Waterford at eight fifty, Lavish Girl at 11 and Espiona that probably needs a dry track at $10. So is this anyone's guess as well? Yeah, like like you say, if they if they run at all, um, it'll, it'll be an interesting race. Um, you know, one interesting piece on the profile: this race has only been around three years, but mares have run really well in the first year. There were three mares around second, third, and fourth. And the next year, Flit won. Uh, last year, there was only one mare, and 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 it was Angelic, and probably could have won, but got chopped out in the straight and um and was pulled up. So, mares have a great record in this race, and just looking. Looking through the field, the, the class horse by a very long way, in my opinion, is, is Dartontes. Um, you know, she was on the beat in the nose in a group one at Randwick over this distance in the surround stakes as a three-year-old. She then came out and won the Taps Tiara beating Snap Dancer, uh, which has proven pretty strong form with Snap Dancer winning a group one this prep and going to the Everest. Um, if you watch the replays of, of Sartonte's last two runs, this prep just, just hasn't got clear. Um, you know, still ran the, the second quickest last 400, fifth quickest last 800 of all runners on the day first up. Um, and then it was just really badly held up um, in the golden pendant, but despite being beaten four lengths, it's actually the quickest last uh, 600 to 200 metres sectional um, of the day. So Sartan Davis is absolutely flying. She loves the wet. Um, she goes well at Randwick. Um, and I've got her sort of clearly on top. So she's a nice price at, at sort of $8.50. Um, I think the question is if the races do run and it's one of those Randwick tracks that we did see um, in the autumn where uh, it's just so wet that it's really hard for them to make ground then probably the, the danger is the lavish girl who's, who I think is the strongest of the on paces um, is fit from its first up second. Um, you know, has very nice form line being like of Argentia and, and yearning last pepper for 400 metres and jumped out really well before its first up run being I Am Superman who then ran a place in the group one. So uh, I think I've got Star Tonte on top um, and uh, and lavish girl is, is uh, the danger. Um, and hopefully we get through the meeting unscathed. Good on you, Dan. I love your work. And for the SEN listeners, just head to Winning Edge Investments. You type in SEN and you get a free, or well, not free, 50% off your membership for the rest of your life. So you're back to winner already. You're a good man, Dino. Enjoy the weekend, mate. And um, we'll catch up with you next week as we get ready to preview the Everest and also Caulfield Cup Day. Yeah, it just keeps getting better, Gareth. So looking forward to us. And uh, yeah, chat to you next week. If you have a frequent urgent need to go to the bathroom for number ones, like before this podcast, it's time to make your health a number one priority. Ask your doctor about BPH today. Take the quiz at bphsolution.com.au.